from what I understand, but other than that, this guy can coach football, and he showed that. So there's no reason why he shouldn't have gotten one of these jobs so far. Warren, that was awesome. We appreciate it and uh, really appreciate the, uh, the charitable work you're doing here, and, and glad you're coming to town. Thank you so much. Well, thanks a lot. Vegas has always been very um, giving to me whenever I've come there to do an event, and hopefully this will be the same. So thanks for having me on, guys. There he is, Warren Moon. Yeah, we, uh, we know Warren's events very well. Uh, going back, it's crazy how quickly time flies. <laughs> um, we were at the Warren Moon uh, Bowling over at the Cosmo and had a chance to talk to Russell Westbrook and Cam Newton at the start of their careers. Yeah. <laughs> time has been a minute. Time has flown. <laughs> Coming back, we'll get back to the young guys. I had a chance to uh, sit down with Royce Ham, UNLV center forward, talk about this Reno game, talk about where the season is right now as we're headed towards a 7.30 tip here at the Thomas & Mack with the pack in town to take on your running Rebels. Join the conversation on Twitter at ESPN Las Vegas. Cofield and Company. Cofield and Company. Wolfpack has a chance. Coleman brings it down. Coleman will have a chance to win it. Coleman. Back to back years. Coleman has nailed the shot late to give Nevada the lead. Still 2.4. McCall. Last chance for UNLV. McCall. That was a crazy game. Patrick McCaw with the uh, 28-footer to win it against Reno, one of the good games in the rivalry. Uh, Reno's thought a lot of the games have been good of late. They have dominated the series. They come in hobbling a bit. The Rebels are a little bit beat up, but Rebels off a win, Reno off a loss. Uh, yesterday I had a chance to talk to uh, one of UNLV's big men, getting more help up front now, Royce Ham, and we went back a game and uh, talked about Colorado State and why that win was so big. Yeah, I mean, it was big for us to just come in, attention to detail, especially coming off the loss against San Diego State, just to get back on the right track, get back on the ring track. We know Colorado State was a good team, they're a real physical team, so just coming there and matching, um, matching their physical ability, I would say, and then just competing. So, Coach reacted to us just compete hard every position. It's not going to be easy. It's going to be a 40-minute game, so we just went in there, just trust the process of that. So, early in the Colorado State game, how important was it to establish the, the physicality? It was big. It was big. We know uh, Rowdy. You know he's a big player, physical guy. He's their leading scorer, so we know he was going to try to enforce his will on us inside and out. So we just tried to just stand our ground, just uh, like I said, draw a line in the sand, and most likely just stay between the ball and the man, the ball and the basket, and just continue to just play hard. How cool was the moment where uh, early on they throw it down to Deshaun Thomas? Uh-huh. And it was like, holy cow, yeah. these guys are going at it, and yeah. the, refs, the refs let it happen. Yeah, I mean, it was huge. It was huge. I mean, you, re- you realize in some of those earlier games, you get the banging like that, you bang like that, and the refs, they quit the call, uh, call. But to see that they let us bang a couple times and then let it go no call, and to see how it turns out, it lets you know what kind of game it was going to be. 
He got off to a good start scoring. Uh, he had a, a drive and a dunk. He had a three. Did that kind of spur you on yeah. for a little extra energy early? It definitely did. I think uh, early in the game, we went down like three, four possessions. It was 0-0 zero, zero still. And I'm like, man, it's going to be – in, in, in that kind of game, you kind of feel the environment. You kind of feel it's going to be a good defensive lock-in game. So I just feel like early on, I just wanted to be take on the responsibility to get us going as a team, just kind of trusting my ability, trusting myself and those shots I were taking. And just luckily they were going in and got us off to a great start. And then, of course, Bryce Hamilton took over. <laughs> yeah, what do you think as you're watching Bryce and I mean he's making crazy moves, you know, throwing up. I'm not gonna say wild threes, but he had some threes right yeah. Whoa. Oh yeah. I mean, Bryce is a guy, man, that um I've grown really close with over this uh, over this year, and I've seen Bryce putting tremendously hours on his game and what he does. So I just I trust Bryce. I trust his ability. So when you just see a guy getting a move, a groove like that, and getting a zone like that, and just see him going, you only can just be nothing but happy for him. I was just running back down the court, just yeah. shaking my head like, wow, this guy's good at basketball. And it was, so. and, he, and he was part of the effort, uh, like a lot of you guys yeah. were. Every time it seemed like Colorado State was going to make a run, maybe they get a couple of baskets in a row. Like the crowd. He would do it, or you guys would come up with a defensive play or someone would hit a big three. Exactly. It was kind of crazy how you, you kept, you know, stymieing them in terms of momentum. Exactly. I think that's just that's what we really talked about in that game, going into that game, just standing together. We knew that Colorado State was going to fight back. We knew it was going to be a tough team. Just just when those tough matchups time and those tough times come, just stand together, bring uh, gel with that cohesiveness and just help come together better as a team because that's going to help us get that win. Bruce Ham is with us. We're getting ready for uh, Reno and UNLV. Last couple things on Colorado State. So these last few games, you're starting to play bigger lineups. It's, it's the season's been weird because you've been, you know, without guys and super small, and now out of necessity, you're going big. So how do you feel, you know, sometimes out there as the four, sometimes you know, Vic is there as the four, but now you're playing double bigs. I feel like um, the coaches they install a lot of confidence in me and my teammates do as well. So I feel like I'm one of those guys. So I'm doing whatever I need to do to help the team. So whatever the lineup that coach feels that he needs to be out there to just help us win that game or win that matchup, I feel like I do it and I just do it to the best of my ability. Uh, let's talk Reno because they're one of the rare teams in conference that actually has bigs and they're not six five bigs. They're they're six eleven and they you know can bring Himes off the bench and um, but Baker's actually kind of an interesting matchup because he's not really an inside player. So now you got to stretch five. Exactly. Um, that's an interesting matchup. Baker, we, he also uh, both play at Texas together, so uh, that was pretty. That was pretty good. I mean, I kind of know his game, kind of know mine. So just looking forward to going to that matchup. Um, fun guy, great player. Dude, dude, like you said, pick and pop five, but also seven foot. So it's just gonna be a, a matchup of like guards getting through screens, bigs doing their work early, and just being able to just match up defensively. What do you know about the rivalry with Reno? Man, I mean, I don't know much with this being my first year here. Like, I know the historical games. I know, I know how, how all they've been talking about. Like, but I mean, I'm excited to just see this place tomorrow, see the atmosphere, and just see how it's going to be. I don't know much about it, but I'm excited to be a part of it, and especially hope to get a win. What was the best rivalry that Texas was involved in? I would say my freshman year, Texas versus Oklahoma college yeah. game day. It was pretty fair. Yeah. yeah. yeah I'll, I'll tell you, from being around here for like 25 years, it usually seems like Reno cares more about the rivalry, which is a which is kind of a weird deal because they've actually they've kind of taken over the rivalry exactly. and Musselman really like really played it up. So exactly. it's yeah. going to be interesting to see the energy you guys bring because uh, Nevada likes beating you guys. Exactly, I know, I know, I know, and we're we're going to take up that we're going to take on that challenge for sure, for sure. I think uh, we got a great momentum coming in off Colorado State. I feel like we just can continue to just continue to build and just do what we do. And I think uh, rivalry or not, the uh, pieces are going to fall where they fall, and then we're going to take care of business. There he is, Royce Ham, one of the big men. He's been a rebounding machine, good defensive player for the running Rebels. What do you think about my point at the end there? 
by the way, Royce is cool because, you know, there's some people you don't want to throw at them. Hey, Reno's dominated the series. <laughs> I mean, he's – they have. Um, now, he's new to the rivalry. I actually – I don't get the same vibe from the Alford-built Reno teams that their side is going to be more fired up because they have so many transfers too. True. You've got, you know, Desmond Cambridge in from Brown, Sherfield, kind of UCLA, Wichita State. You got Will Baker in from Texas. You've, you know, KJ Holmes has been there for a while, um, but they don't have a lot of, you know, screw UNLV, you know, we're the little guys type dudes anymore. They hear about it. They probably do hear about it just as much as they did in the past from the fans. Way more than the UNLV players. But here's the thing: they don't. Ha- their fans haven't shown up. They're they're down to like four K a game too. But I mean, when you on like, campus, if you go to the store, you know, you go you go to the I know to Starbucks. You love, I know you love this narrative, but I still think when you're a like you need to be a three and four year program guy to like really get into it. And I don't know what. How do you think Alford handles it? Versus, I mean, Musselman was a lunatic. Not only did not only did Musselman like really embrace the rivalry, but like when he had a chance in games to annihilate UNLV, because I remember sitting down on the floor a couple times and I'm like, the Martin Twins are still in. They're up 27. Like someone's going to get hurt here. And he's like, nope, pound them. And obviously, Dave Rice being on the staff for a few years. Yeah, I, I mean, that I, added some spice to it. Yeah, and I think they're, they're still they're still kind of feeling it out. But obviously, Kevin understands it. Uh, and I think he's, he's I'm sure, preset to the players. And you've always got to be ready to play him. Because I do believe it's one-sided. I believe that they care much more than UNLV does and much more than Las Vegas does in general because they have nothing else in their lives except thinking they're better at something. And by the way, that is an, an unintended touche coming back. Kevin Kruger, who played here, his dad who coached here, have been part of the rivalry. Yeah. So he knows a ton about it in terms of conveying the message. And I... We talked to Bryce Hamilton briefly. I, Bryce isn't the loudest guy, but I think Bryce probably spread the message. He actually said it. He's like, I've never beaten him. Never beaten him. Player of the year. So they should be fired the up week. for this one. 730 tip. Reno, UNLV coming up.